Hello friends and welcome to this week's episode of Living Well While Living Online, a production of Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. I am your host, Tammy Riley, and I am looking forward to sharing my friend, Anthony Musavici, with all of you. We had such a great conversation. Actually, we had two, because we had a pre-conversation one day to kind of connect and see what it was all about, and then we actually did our conversation. So I love that. I love that I got to have my own time with Anthony, who I don't see very often. And so I am really looking forward to sharing the episode with you all, so please, Sit back, grab a cuppa, and get ready to listen to this week's episode of Living Well While Living Online. Welcome to this week's episode of Living Well While Living Online. And today I am having conversation with my friend Anthony, Anthony Musamichi, who is coming to us from, I think he's in Queens at the moment. He might live somewhere else, but that's that's your origin okay. spot. Okay. And I'm... And I'm- <laughs> I'm going to have Anthony tell his life story in a moment. Um, but you know, I, you, you know, listeners that I love to have my um, spinning group here. It's, it's my population that I know will be willing to have the conversation that I'm asking of them uh, because in a roundabout way, it is what, what we do day in and day out, whether we practice it or not, it's what we try to preach. And I've been fortunate to know Anthony. I think we met, I think it was 2005. Yeah, 17 years. 17, a long time. We we, <laughs> we went to our spinning camp together. When you apply to be a master trainer with the program and then you get accepted, you attend a camp. And so we were camp mates and that is how we met. And we're, there's, there's still a few from our team there, but we're some of the long survivors and it's nice to still be doing the work that we do with you. Will you please um, tell our listeners, you know, the brief bio of Anthony? Brief bio. Okay. Um, All right. So I started out as a personal trainer in 1997. Yeah. Um, And I decided to kind of expand myself uh, after a few years um, and going into the group fitness uh, industry uh, field because I felt like it gave me a better opportunity to make more clients and connect more people. Um, at the time, spinning was still very young in Long Island, very not really known. So I'm from initially Long Island, was not really well known. Um, and the coordinator was like, uh, I have a spinning program here. And I was like, what's spinning? You know, <laughs> fast forward and here I am. You know, in 2005, I'm, at 2005, I'm now in an MI camp with Tammy and what was that, about 12 people? Like yeah, that. I think there were 16 of us. Oh my God, it's a lot of people. That's a lot of us. Um, yeah. Yeah, I figured that out. Anyway, so I had done that um, from 2005. I'm still doing it from time to time now. Um, but in 2015, actually 2012, I started dabbling in CrossFit. I helped a friend open up uh, his first CrossFit gym in uh, in uh, Great Neck, Long Island. And after about three years there, I said, well, why not me? So in 2015, um, with my partner, now girlfriend, uh, Michelle, we opened up CrossFit Bridge and Tunnel in Ridgewood. Uh, we are now going into our seventh year. Mm. Uh, we are located in Ridgewood, Queens. Um, we have our, our we managed to survive the shutdown. Yes. And as a matter of fact, our numbers have grown substantially since then. And um, fast forward, I'm here with Tammy now. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm living in Bushwick. And I'm now in a hop scale, like a 15 minute walk from my gym. You know? so, that's fabulous. That's fabulous. I love that you already you know, touched on a lot of what we talk about. So, so all of this was 
sort of birthed for me out of out of the pandemic and like how, what do we do now and and you know the idea of caring for us but but the unique thing i think well spinning has similarities but crossfit for sure it's community and that's what people really love about crossfit and the fact that you did right we had mandates new york was very strict you had yeah. mandates to shut down but the fact that you're stronger than ever now what what did you do tell us what um, happened for all of you Okay. Uh, so what happened was initially that um, before the overall shutdown started, uh, it was like two weeks prior, um, you know, people they were already starting to do gradual shutdowns little by little here and there around the, con- around the country. Um, and a lot of members were like, please don't shut down because businesses were shutting down on their own accord. And, um, you know, and we tried to stay open for as long. Yeah, like we stayed open. I was totally nervous and terrified. I didn't know what to do. Like I would spend hours after classes with like bleach and water, wiping things down. Back when we did wipe things down, yeah. I was there wiping things down after every class. Like my, I'd have like, cause I didn't have gloves. Maybe I forget to bring gloves. It has to be dried and cracked. Anyway, when um, they finally said, listen, we're shutting everything down. I was sad. But at the same time, relieved because it was out of my hands. Because yeah. I didn't know what to, like, you know. But anyway, um, the members, we told everybody, listen, you know, we're going to shut it like a week or so. Wouldn't be a big deal. As it went on, people started to realize, oh, this is going to be longer than we thought. So immediately we found out it was after two, like two weeks. We're like, we need to basically, because everyone was still paying. Uh, we mm-hmm. said, we're dropping everyone's rates 50%. You know, we asked, we asked people, please don't leave. You know, you're going to need us when we come, when we, re, when we reopen, you know, if, if we're, we're going to stay here for you guys, then you need to help us out. And the people that could did, you know, um, but in our neck of the woods in Ridgewood and Bushwick, at least then it was a lot more service, waiters, uh, entertainment, actors, musicians, artists. So a lot of them started losing, like losing their jobs and shutting down. One, one of the members had a gig on Broadway shut down he i don't think i've ever come back he never came back um and for those members that stayed in the area we told them message us directly let's see we can work out you know and it was like can you do 25 dollars a month can you do five dollars you know what don't worry about it just when we're ready to go again just be here you know um we saw about a 40 percent drop in membership uh, at that time, we were probably sitting somewhere around the 130 to 150 mark, kind of fluctuating there. Um, we rented out, we, we didn't rent out, we loaned out all of our equipment. We had, you know, we asked people just to return it mm-hmm. when they're done, you know, um, you know, don't move out of, you know, don't move out of this, out of the state and take my rower. <laughs> you know, you know um, we, we didn't, we didn't lend the rowers out. One guy wanted a rower. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, you live on a third floor walk up. You're not taking my rower up three stories. But uh, we like kettlebells, dumbbells, play stuff like that. Um, yeah. We did online classes for a little while. I think a lot of people did online classes. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, they worked out really well. We had like maybe 10, 12 people in a class just zooming on. But then as it got hotter out and people started getting like cabin fever or whatever, you know, there were there. It got towards the latter half where we would log on and people would just be like, "Coach would be like, there's nobody on." Oh. At that point, what do you expect? You know, they're zooming all day long and they'll zoom some more. We did we did happy hours on Fridays um, to try to get people together. You know, probably get the same five or six people to come on in, eight people to come on in. Um, 
our staff, we lost, we lost, we lost pretty much all of our staff. You know, they decided not to come back um, for whatever, you know, because they just they didn't want to come back. Um, but basically it was just Michelle, my, it was myself, Michelle, and one of the other coaches that were left pretty much. Um, when we did reopen, um, pretty much everything came back, everything brought back. Um, our landlord at the time was willing to give us a discount on the rent okay. until we reopened. Yeah. Um, but once we reopened, the numbers were still low. So he, we asked him like, look, can you give us like another 90 days? And he was like, no. So we're like, okay, there was a lot of other locations, a lot of warehouses that were nearby. For those guys who don't know a lot about CrossFit, a lot of CrossFits usually take place are founded in a warehouse or a garage, a big empty open area, you know, mm-hmm. otherwise that's why it's called the box. Um, so we ended up finding another location. Uh, half the size, we had initially 5,000 square feet and went to 2,500, but also half the rent, you know, and they were like, we'll take you. There were places looking for, looking for people. We, we took it. We moved over it within 48 hours. We were totally over there. Um, and since then, uh, honestly, the, we have seen a, a, a swell. We are probably now in that where we hit about 200, we have about 200 members every month. You wow. Know, we are, we're about 200. Um, we've increased pricing. No one blinks, you know, um, our numbers are great and they just get, they just keep going. You know? So do you think it's the, like the move, the new area that you're in that maybe needed the CrossFit or do you think people coming out of the pandemic, like CrossFit's a great way for them to integrate back into the community? Like, do you have a sense of why you think you're so successful? I mean, other than the fact that you're just amazing no, and I, they want to train. Absolutely. No, um, <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, interesting enough, as we're talking about it, I'm kind of thinking about it a little bit. We didn't move really very far. We only moved yeah. like literally, literally a lateral move four blocks. However, um, if you don't live in Queens or Brooklyn or New York, it's a, it's a lot of, if you're not, it's mostly bus lines and train lines. Um, our new location, we had good visibility before. We had really good visibility moving to our, our new location. Like we, we were near a bus line. We actually, the bus went past our gym. Um, but now, like literally like one one storefront over is the L, our subway line. So a lot of people, they just walk right back and forth. Plus we have a microbrewery across the street. Uh. The bar on the court. You know, that's where all our... That's our pre-workout. That's our post-workout <laughs> celebrations go. Um, we have another bar in the corner. It's very, very occupied. But also, I think what changed a lot from as we're talking about it with you and I'm thinking about it, I think really a lot of the occupations changed. Mm. We don't have really a lot of. It's not really a lot of a lot of people in in the entertainment industry. A lot of servers. Now we're getting people who work from home. We get coders, uh, program, uh, you know, uh, you know, ta- uh, what we call um, project managers. Um, I got, I got one guy now who mines crypto at home. Wow. You know, uh, but okay. like, uh, yeah. Um, but I think really the demographic has changed for the, for the membership, you know, um, you know, it's, it's definitely has changed. We have a, now uh, we have a very, we have a very large LGBT community now in our gym as well. Um, under, but it's, it's, I, I feel that the numbers are where I don't know if people moved into Ridgewood from not living in New York because the rents are too high. Okay. Have you, but I can definitely tell by talking to a lot of our members about what they do, their occupations have changed somewhat to more of a, 
it's not so much a gig economy. It's not so much a gig economy anymore. A lot of software, a lot of a lot of uh, guys who are like, on their computers all day long. So, that's so interesting, right? Because we hear that a lot of people changed their jobs over COVID. Obviously, the hospitality industry, the show business industry, mm-hmm. you know, it is hard to come back for that when you have a shutdown. But that's so interesting now that the people are coming. And I wonder if, you know, wondering out loud, maybe their income is a little more stable too. your people, right? It's so in flux with that hospitality area. Right. Now you have. Yeah, I, to- I, I totally agree with you on that. I, I would yeah. not. Yeah, it's it's really very interesting, um, and you know we we do very very little marketing. We don't really, you know, we post some Instagram. You know, we we post some Instagram photos, some posts photos. That's how old I am. We do photos. Uh, <laughs> we, we, you know, we, basically, our biggest thing is social media on Instagram, and yeah. um, you know we are we're just getting walk in. We just get walk ins and people signing up. Like I don't even like. It's interesting. My my. Michelle comes in sometimes now. She she used when we first opened up it was Michelle and I teaching most of the classes. You know we didn't have a staff. Um, Michelle is now kind of taking a step back to work on her her other role as COO of uh, NYC Runs. So she's not teaching at all right now. So she'll walk into the gym and she looks around. She's like, I don't know any of these people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's what happens. Like, I don't know any of these people, many people are. You know, um, but that's what happens. Like some of them, I don't even know some of them anymore at this point now. So interesting. And are you a CrossFit has your deal in um, that you always do a lot of community things? Like I, I know that's often a part of what the CrossFit community is about to your point, going for a beer after or meeting before. Um, But again, my daughter is part of a CrossFit in Boston. Yes. And she loves it. Well, she was an athlete. So for her, it's being on a team right. and, you know, oh, we're meeting for a bar crawl on this day or we're doing a fun run on this day. So her CrossFit does a lot, but I think it ebbs and flows, right? So at different yeah. places. So do you, in general, are you that, are you offering that to your community? Do they want that or do they really just want to come in and get a workout? No, we do. We do offer that. We we do offer events. Like on, in the summertime, we've done, like we'll probably do one more. We'll usually do like a... Um, we didn't do one this for Labor Day because, quite honestly, we forgot it was Labor Day. Because um, just it's, everything just moves so fast now. And one of the one of the coaches is like, "What are we doing for Labor Day?" I'm like, "When's Labor Day? Like next week?" Like, "Oh, nothing. We had nothing planned." But we'll probably do, we'll probably do like an end of summer barbecue. But like uh, Memorial Day, Fourth of July, um, we will do a you know we'll do a special we'll do a special like Memorial Day would be Murph. And then we have a barbecue afterwards, right there. Fourth of July, we're gonna bar- we do a barbecue. Uh, during Pride Month, the last week of Pride, we did a um, we did a big another another workout, a Pride workout plus a another cookout barbecue to get together. We'll probably do another one. I can probably more towards September when maybe it comes it gets a little cooler. Um, but we'll do like happy hours. Like I said, we are across the street from a, a brewery, so we will do. Hey, we're gonna do a happy hour after on a Friday afternoon. Uh, birthdays will do, well, members will do, do their birthdays and invite us all over. Um, we're very big on that. You know, we do a, we do an anniversary party every year. Um, the first couple anniversary parties were really kind of, were, they were great. They were done They were really, really, we, we like, we like took a bar over, took a, took a bar over, be like, Hey, we're going to have these many people over, we'll do a brewery last year. And like everybody to throw money in last year to show our appreciation, we shut, there's a, there's a big, there's a restaurant in our area. Nice restaurant. Of course we shut it down. Oh. We shut it down and we're like, we got it. 
don't worry. You, know, you guys just show up. We got it. We'll pay. We'll pay the bill. We, and so we pretty much flipped the bill. You know, um, we asked everybody to give us like twenty five dollars, so there's some sort of skin in the game. But other than that, we pay for the we pay for the entire dinner because we're like, you know what? They stuck with us. We gotta show them something. Right. And we had about a hundred about a hundred members over a little over hundred have showed up, and they're just totally impressed. And- um, yeah, but we try to do a lot of things. Um, for Memorial Day, we had our uh, Memorial Day we had our barbecue, and we had a bus roll up. That's a DJ bus. It's a oh. short bus. It's a short bus that the guy converted. Like the roof comes up, <gasps> and there are two giant speakers, and we just played. We just spun on that. So that's uh, so cool. Great. Yes, it was a lot of fun, and I got the spin on there as well. You know. Woo! Yeah. So my 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 club life fantasy is coming to is is fruition <laughs> now. That's I've been doing a lot. That's what I've been trying to do a lot actually, Tammy. Since pandemic, been trying to do uh, more DJ stuff. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. Absolutely. We're definitely we're definitely coming back to that. We're going to wrap up your CrossFit, um, and I only I want to spend time on that because I think that again it's it's one of the reasons why I think CrossFit I'm going to say as a boutique studio right because it's not a gym it's different it's than, a niche yeah, right I think it's still survived where a lot of others didn't because it's so heavily entrenched in the community idea and I think people in my opinion, that's one thing people needed, right? We were so isolated. And and I think about, you know, New Yorkers in general, so isolated during that time period. And so many people left the city. And I look at that's something to look forward to, right? It's building your family back up and finding like-minded people again. And I think that CrossFit is always, besides the workout, right? Workout, Mm -hmm. everyone's got their own workout taste. But I think in general, they've done a great job of capturing people and making it more than just a workout. Agreed. Uh, I totally I agree with that. It is, it's, it's about, and I, you're right. It does, it does go from, you know, again, it makes it different from other fitness. Um, we'll say boutiques. Let's, 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 let's use, let's say a boutique studio. I know um, it's hard to find a word. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, fitness programming stuff, whatever. Right. Um, but I think what it does is that, and again, this will go from box to box as well, depending on who the owner is. Yeah, uh, I think it's really important that you are close with your community, mm-hmm. and I think that's what helps it. I mean, there, I'm sure there are gyms and there are there are boxes and other communities where, like, it could be an absentee owner, or it's this is a you know, like this is a business, pure and simple. You know, we just want your money. That's it. You know, in the end, it is a business. You know, and you and but it, but it also helps that you are listening to your members and you're connected to your members. It's, it's a big, it's a big thing. Um, I, I say this a lot of times to some, to, some of the, to our coaches and like, you just, we just gotta be like good to each other. Yeah. Um, you just gotta listen because it's just about being nice. Even, you know, because otherwise this doesn't work. This being us, it doesn't work anymore. You know, and mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of that nowadays and where we are right now as a people, as, as a, as a country that like, th- you guys got to be nice. It, it doesn't work anymore. I, um, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, it becomes a failed experiment. Um, but you know, we have members that will, Hey, can I talk to you for a minute? They'll call me. They'll, they'll ask me to come speak to them. Absolutely. You know, um, our, our coaches are very, are friendly with a lot of them now. Uh, it's it's very important that they feel like they're valued and that you listen to them. Um, I think that's what helps. Like you said, like you said, it is about the community. It's about being, but it's also about listening to them and being and being there for them. Yeah, because they will be there for you. 
I mean, obviously, because to come out of the pandemic, which is still sort of fresh, right? It hasn't been that long. And to have, I know you're, you downsized your smaller physically, but to have grown community wise, that's huge. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was great. And, um, it, it's very funny because some of the coaches keep asking us about expanding, like like buying the garage, buying the garage, renting the garage next to us. I'm like, where am I? No. <laughs> like, I'm like, a class, we have enough classes on the schedule where everybody can get in. You know, it's not like we're like overflowing. You know, we have like seven classes a day with a 16 person cap. So we're getting enough people in on, on the day, you know? So there's no need really to expand on that on that position. But, um, no, it, it, it is. It, it's a good thing because uh, probably one of the biggest things also, at least the one that in my my area. Now, you live in Connecticut. Yeah. You know, and, and does does she does your daughter still live with you or no? She's no, still- she's in Boston. OK, so is she in the city or like suburbia? No, she's in Southie where all the cool people okay. live. <laughs> no socks. Um, but anyway, um, one of our biggest, our biggest thing is attrition, people moving out, leases yeah. changing, people moving away. So no one, very, no one ever says I'm leaving here because you guys are terrible. It's like, we're leaving because our lease expired and we're mm-hmm. going to another area, you know? And hey, we've had people, we have people, we have people that moved out and then a year or two later moved back and rejoin again. And, you know, um, so the fact that it keeps growing, like, it, that's the thing about New, about at least this area, the New York area, this, the math, the numbers are huge. So one person walks out, one person walks in, You're right? which is yep. good. But the fact that you're still, we're still, we're still coming on net positive over every, each month is great. Yeah. So, and so the other piece to this is to your point, you're a very hands-on owner. So during all of this, as all this is happening, you know, this is your business. This is your livelihood. This is how you eat. Yes, we do our spinning stuff, which even that slowed down, but that's, that's for us. That's our side gig, right? right? This is your main piece. So hard to pay a New York rent, hard to live in New York, hard to live in general, super stressful. And then I would imagine coming back and having to be so present for your people, it takes, it takes its toll on you. And, and, and your job is physical. Coaching is very physical. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. I'm sort of setting the stage, <laughs> right? Setting the stage for people to understand how demanding it is in that profession. So put, put a pandemic aside, what are the things that you have to do to keep yourself healthy, you know, on a, on a day-to-day basis, because your job is so demanding and you give so much time and, and you own a business, which is stressful. Um, I think a couple of things are important with that. Um, one is you need to put time away for yourself to exercise. You know, um, I I try to I I go in. I usually Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, I go in during open gym hours because we have open gym from one to four. And I'm, if I, if I'm the person watching the gym or, or cause we have like one coach or myself watching the gym, that's when I work out. It's quiet. There's nobody around. There's maybe one other guy, one other person in there and we like BS while we're working out, whatever. But it's, it's, it's not, I'm not dealing with like 20 people at a pop. I think it's a fire truck. I mean, we're in New York city. We got to hear the, the alarms going off. <laughs> um, so that, that's big. Uh, that's that's important to take that like uh, that and take like that those two hours at least to yourself. 
Yeah. I, it, I think the hard, I think one of the hardest parts also, and I don't know if you've experienced this, Tammy, I think when it comes to teaching and if you're doing multiple hours or you're doing like, yeah, you know, like eating properly, nutrition mm -hmm. is properly. It's huge. Yeah. Big time. It's just like, yeah. oh, um, I, you know, I, I got to, I'm, I'm here from like one to nine o'clock or one to 10 o'clock. Um, I didn't make anything. Oh, there's a, there's a deli on the corner. I'll just get a sandwich or I'll just get a bar or something like that. You need to have put that stuff aside for you. I don't even care if like, you put stuff in, in the refrigerator, in the gym, yeah. you kind of really need to have that stuff played out. Cause again, it's garbage in garbage out. If you eat, if you, do, if you just shove them down your throat, you're going to feel like garbage the rest of the day. You know? Yeah. Um, I think these are really important things. Yeah. So, you know, so. Yeah. I love the not being so available because I think that what we often do is everyone is so immediate, right? Mm -hmm. To the point of, oh my God, it's dark. And and so immediately they're going to fend the question to you instead of taking a second and think, oh, if it's dark, what can I do? So yeah, it yeah. even, you know, it's even in our own thought. And then I notice, and I'm going to pick on my mom. I don't know if she listens, but <laughs> like even my Love mother will, mom. yeah. <laughs> Even she'll text now. And if I don't answer instantly, then the phone is ringing. And oh, then, God. you know, and it's, it's like, it's okay if we mm -hmm. don't we're, like, we're at that, that part in our society where everything is expected to be immediate, immediate. So mm -hmm. that space is so healthy in so many ways, right? In so many ways, this is like your sanity that it's okay to not do work on Sunday, which right. That permission is huge. Yeah, I mean, I don't, there there are times where, like, I've. I mean, to be fair, there are times I've fallen off that wagon where I have poorly, I have poorly managed my schedule for the week, and then I'm like, crap, I'm I'm like literally sitting on on the couch on you know it on Sunday evening, putting programming in for a client. Right. And like, because you drop every now and then, you look, you're human. You're gonna drop the ball every now and then. Right. You know, but just you gotta like like after after we get done talking, I'm gonna pretty much sit down and try to ha drop hammer everything out. So I can be done by like ideally six o'clock today. And then okay. that's it. I got nothing for the weekend. That's nice. Yeah, that's, that's lovely. Perfect. But that's, that's important. You really need to make, I, I think we end up, I think we end up not taking the time for ourselves and, you know, we, and, and then, then we are just burnt. And I think, I think a lot of coaches, I think I tell a lot of, especially a lot of CrossFit coaches or CrossFit owners get burned out. They don't yes. realize how much work it really is. Exactly. I mean, it's one thing to own a business and to deal with being a business owner and to employ people and to have all that, but then just the physical jobs, the physical um, components of the job yeah. and the physicality of what you do. And then the extra, like even just having to show up at a, at a happy hour, it's not just, you could go and hide in the corner and drink a beer, like, like a person, oh, you're, on. And, you're on, right. It's just as much work as, as coaching your wad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a reference that that Tammy will be familiar with. I mean, any of the MIs who will listen to this will get it. Uh, well, now it's called Specs, but we spell WSSC. Yeah. When we'd go and okay, so it's it's and I'm sure you've spoken about it in your podcast before. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's Thursday to Sunday. You know, it's it's pre-conference, event, 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 ride, ride, workshop, ride, ride, and you're and I don't know if you feel the same way, and you are. Once you step out of your hotel room on Friday afternoon until you check out, yeah. you are on. on. You are yep. on for three days straight. Now they used to, now Tammy and they used to kind of make fun of me a little bit because after as soon as Sunday would be up, I had I had an aunt and uncle who lived in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> they would come and pick me up and I'd hang out with them for like a day or two. Anyway, so you would ghost I, us basically is what he's I trying to say. I was just totally ghost. I was just vanished. 
Anyway, so we'd, we'd, it'd be a Sunday on an afternoon and they would take me to dinner and they're talking to me and I'm literally falling asleep at the table because yeah. you are on. And I'm just like, and they're asking me questions. I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm sorry. I can't focus right now. Same thing with owning a bit. You're, you're on. I mean, it's not at such a grand scale, but whether I am on the floor, I'm in the office, a happy hour, an event, you're yeah. on. Yeah. You can't have a bad day. Yeah. You know? And I think that's the hard piece is then, you know, to your point of having to schedule in your workout time or having yeah. those opportunities where you're not available, you actually have to be that intentional mm-hmm. because otherwise you'll end up being on yeah. 24-7. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's, you know, really, really fatiguing. Yeah. It comes at a cost at some point. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, um, but you mentioned... Mm-hmm. You're DJing. So I know there's other things that you're interested in and in that I'm going to say other ways that you self-care, other things that you're passionate about and things that you love to do. So yeah, tell us what's happening with that. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Um, during, okay. So let's, let's, let's give you a little origin story of this. <laughs> um, well, let me interrupt by telling people that if you if you aren't familiar with spinning, which we're talking about a spinning oh. class, indoor cycling, it is very music driven and music based. And so, you know, most people who will teach classes of that nature already have that interest in music and are always in some way, shape or form dabbling in different things. So you have always had this, um, I'm going to say, you know, interest interest in it. Yeah. I mean, even a lot of your rides, your club Ibiza rides, things that you blend together are about the music and the driving energy. And and so you have that passion for it. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's what kind of like I've, I've, I've done a lot of stuff with spinning, a lot of pro, a lot of rides spinning where as you're saying, are very music based. I did a whole bunch of club life rides. We did Ibiza, we did Miami, we did New York. I did uh, the world. Um, but it was all based on just mixing music and putting music together. And I've always, I've always thought that'd be so cool to DJ. Um, and then, you know, I, I, then, I, then during the pandemic, we were shut down and I'm at my apartment and I, okay, got nothing to do for six months. So, uh, I bought a controller. I, I started take, doing lessons on online, um, started doing a little bit on there. Then we reopened. Just so happens we turned out we have, um, but now, now everybody DJs, um, but now um, we had a couple, I have a couple of other, I have actually some really good DJs who actually come to the gym and um, one of them, I get an opportunity. I, I've upgraded my, I've upgraded my equipment, upgraded my, some of my stuff, um, gotten a little better at it. And basically whenever this, this DJ like does a gig, he's like, what are you doing tonight? It's like, Nothing. He's like, you want to come? Yeah. He's like, you're going to come spin. You know, like that's how I got, like, that's how I got on the bus. And I did. And again, I was on the bus again last Saturday too. So I, I, he's, cause he's like, his, he, he wants to make a community of DJs. Like when he goes to do a show, he has a few people that come with him. So I'm kind of like on his, on his coattails right now. Ooh, a little entourage of yeah, DJs. Yes. <gasps> So, You're a backup DJ. I'm the opening DJ. I don't mind. Being, <laughs> I don't mind being the opener. <laughs> you know, right now, I don't mind being the opener. You know, um, I love that. So, you know, again, we had to look for those moments. The shutdown, you know, because it gave you time, enabled you to finally reach into this passion. 
and that's another thing. Find something that you want to do other than what you're doing. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, you know, you you need to find something like, like there, there used to be a whole thing about CrossFit. Like, find something other to do other than CrossFit. Right. It's not it, it's it's a part of your life. It is not your life. Mm. You know, mm. so like I like not having to think about CrossFit. Like, like okay, I'm gonna go now and um turn my control on, pop my USB stick in and start like even just doing stuff like queuing up music and hitting, hitting cue points and like listening to it. Like, okay, I want to use, I want to use, I don't want to use this, you know, make a, making up playlists, um, listening to other DJs online. Like, okay. I like that. You know, shazamming them, but it's something other than just what we do. You need right. to like, again, I think that goes also to self-care being able to step away from that yeah. and saying like, okay, I need to take a break. Yeah. No, that's such a huge point, right? And yeah. and it doesn't diminish our love or our passion for oh. what we do, right? As an owner, like you do this because you love it. Mm-hmm. But but I love that you said it's a part of your life, but it's not your life. Yeah. And it's, yeah, that's an important distinction. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that's 100%. Um, yeah, otherwise you, you become a one-trick po- you become a one-trick pony. Yeah. And <laughs> I said one time, and for the for a little while, I was just all CrossFit, and I just was like, "Wow, I'm boring." <laughs> just like, yeah, you know, it was like I was like, "This is all I do," and then that's when I got I got to find other things and things I like to do. You know, listen to me honestly. I I, I, kid, I kid this at you. I say this jokingly, not really. If, like I go next if I go next year to Miami, and I can say like work do the bar. Like do the bar DJ? Yeah. Like, hey, listen, you might you guys might if I like I hopped in here like and just played, I'd be happy as all hell. <laughs> like, like, be, like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be by the bar and just play and and just be the bar DJ for like the the evening, and just play music. I'd be happy as all hell. That would be super fun. Maybe we could maybe we could work that's on a room good. that's just a room with the DJ and it's, that's it's it. a 24 hour rave. Oh God, that'd be I'd be exhausted. <laughs> Goes after two hours. I'm like, someone take this over. I'm done. I don't have. I'm running out of ideas. I'm running out. I have one funny Anthony story related to music because one year at the spinning conference, we were. I was just telling this to attendees. We were back to back. We were presenting back to back our rooms, and and I think I had a session that was, um, it was like spinning triathlon or something, and it was part on the bike, part using the yugi. Um, Mm -hmm. Yugi ball and then part yoga. It was like three things or something similar to that nature. And, and you were, you were doing either club Ibiza or club Miami, one of the club rides. But at some point I looked at the participants and I said, we're just going to work with Anthony's music because (laughs) I know there's no way you could hear anything that I am playing right now. The walls were vibrating. And of course we're in a hotel and it's not, you know, it's like they yeah. The wall that you pull across, you know, it's not like amazing, <laughs> right. but it was, yeah. yeah. So bleeding through the wall, probably. <laughs> oh God. It was rocking. So I remember, we- I, actually, I remember that now. I remember that. Yeah. That might've been Miami. That might've been Miami, the club, club life Miami. Yeah. So you were, you were playing for, for both both sessions, which was great. great. We two for one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why we, why are we going to fight the music for us? Yeah. Like, it, whatever. It was great music, and we just enjoyed. So it was super funny. Thank but, you. Yeah, I love that. Right when you when you're passionate about something, it's it's good. It's yeah. really good to have all of that. And that that was the part. Like, I just felt like I mean, like with WSSC, I you know, I think sometimes people like I I understood the 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 educational component. Um, 
But I also felt like, and I don't know how you feel about this, like these are instructors, they're very, they're taking a lot, at least I'm assuming that they are taking a lot of their energy and making sure their, their members are having a good time. Mm-hmm. This is their opportunity to have a good time Absolutely. and they don't want to think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that, that was always like my, you know, that was always to some extent my viewpoint. Like they just want to have a good, like, like, you know, like you would do yoga, you know, and, and Heather would do nutrition, but like, yeah, they just want to cut loose right now. Let's just cut loose and have a good time. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Like it, what should happen is that's their self-care, right? They're yeah. going there to replenish, you know, like to your point, we leave completely drained. If you're working, <laughs> you have sessions, right. um, you know, cause there's dinners at night and talks mm-hmm. at night and you know, it's so yeah. hard to, you know, we condense a lot in a short amount of time, yeah. but for the people attending, it is a form of self-care for them because it's doing what you love, but being able to not be in charge of it for a weekend, which is great. Totally agree. 100%. I'm, I want to ask you, I know you said when um, everything closed down, you were doing some online stuff. Mm-hmm. Is, do you have a online component at all to what you do now, whether it's your nutrition coaching or whether it's your workouts at all? Did that completely go away for you or are you still doing some online? I think, no, no, it's completely gone. Um, I think people were just done with it. You know, once, once they could come back in, they came back in, you know, initially, you know, they they had to wear masks. They had no problem wearing that woman mask. Don't care. I just just need to get out of the house. You know, Um, you know, we have some, we have like one or two people that will still wear a mask. Um, That's their choice. Uh, But the, the online component is gone now. Um, you know, more or less, the only thing now I'm doing with online work is to, I would say online, it's like remote, like just remote programming. Yeah. Like I have a couple of clients that, that I have some that come to the gym that some that don't come to the gym and I just send them their programming via, uh, you know, via, uh, coach RX and just, they just do it that way. And I ask them to video things every now and then, but other mm-hmm. than that, it's all back in person. Do you, do you miss that at all? Like, is there a small part of you that misses not having to leave the house? Like, I'm not going to lie. (laughs) (laughs) There's a few parts of me that, you know, Mm -hmm. as much as it's such a completely different experience teaching virtually, especially fitness and Mm -hmm. wanting energy and all that, there are some things that are just kind of nice that Mm -hmm. in your own home. (laughs) Right. Actually, what now I think that I take that back, there is one member now, actually a former member, he moved to Los Angeles Mm -hmm. a year and a half ago. And we now touch base. He he built much you know, like he's about by working at home. He works from home. Um, he does the sound. He's a he's a sound engineer, uh, and he does a couple of, you know shows and movies. And um, he built a garage in his backyard. And his built built a garage in his backyard. Built a gym in his garage. And we're right now currently like every every couple of weeks we're gonna get in touch with each other just so he I'll set up his cameras just yeah. so I can watch him if he, if his form is okay. Yeah, and that's really that, you know. But honestly, I I I like being home. At the same time, I don't think I could be here all day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I don't mind going down to the gym a little. You know, like, like, and again, and again, I have a staff now. It's now we're now at a point where I don't have to teach. We have what forty seven, thirty five, thirty. We have forty two classes on the schedule. I don't have to teach 30 of them anymore. Yeah. You know, I have a staff, <laughs> I have a staff big enough. Now I teach, I teach six. Okay. I mean, That's such a manageable number. Yes. And if I can get down to less, I will. And almost, <laughs> I was going to say almost one hand. Yeah, exactly. Almost one hand. <laughs> if I can get it, if I can get it down to three, I will take it. Um, but you know, again, because the idea, you know, again, I mean, for anybody, I mean, who 
runs their business. See, I, and at least at least the mindset is I eventually don't want to be in the business. I want to be working on the business. Right. You know, and I think sometimes it gets very hard to figure out how you can become a bigger influencer to your, your, your community and your coaches. If you're just sitting in there doing classes with them, you know, mm-hmm. you should be like, okay, how am I working to make my coaches better? How am I working to make the, our, our, our brand more well-known yeah. to get our message across, get our message out. That's important. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's something I'm not strong at, to be fair, because again, this is now, this is what, seven years for the first 20 of these, first like 20 some odd years, 17 some odd years, I was used to working in the business. Right. So make that transition, getting off the floor. I also talked to my, uh, Michelle about it, my partner, my girlfriend, that it's hard for me to kind of put my ego aside and say, it's it's not, my role has to change. Yeah. So I now have to be the person who is behind and making sure they represent me and the business in a better, in a, in a light that I would be proud of. But I love that, right? So, and it's so important for your staff to be mentored in that way as you would like to, but if you're the yeah. owner, somebody's, somebody has to do that, right? Somebody has to step up and, and lead. And, it, and it, again, it is absolutely not easy. I even find that, you know, in my role with my students and I just, you know, in the beginning I did a lot and mm-hmm. now I don't really teach at all. No. And it was a, big switch a big switch. did you find it hard too? like just the whole like i need like they don't do it as well as me so let me do it <laughs> or, or it's maybe not even as well but it's like you see things and like you're, you just think in your head oh my god i wouldn't have done it that way and i had to get to my myself to the point where my way isn't the only way like it's yeah. okay and yeah. now i'm onboarding someone who's going to work under me we're just in that process mm-hmm. and thinking about even turning over the care of the instructors to another person, because that's really going to be their focus, even though I'll still be there. Obviously, it's still a part of my role. But the thought of not even overseeing them, right? So take that to the next piece, right? Maybe you have a manager that's working with your team while you're working on something else. Like that's, it's really hard. It's really hard to give that up. Yeah, it really, it it really is. You know, we're in the, we're in the process of, um, auditioning a potential manager now and it, it's hard because it's 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 not it may not be like it's like you never thought you had well one i never thought i had i had to spell out like i just thought i was i was my gym this is what i gotta do right you know i never now, now that i am a owner you know i have to be like okay what is the role of the manager i'm like well crap i don't know i mean <laughs> it's just something that i just did naturally you know? right you have to lay out these, 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 you know, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this, you know, and like, and you forget because, like, there are things you forget about. Yeah. Because you didn't, what, oh, man, oh, no, they should do that too because that's their role. And then, like, maybe they didn't do it. And, like, well, why didn't you do that? Because you didn't make, you didn't spell it out for them. So it's, it's, again, it's, it's that, it's that I have a learning curve, you know, for me. So I give them a bit of a learning curve because yeah. I may have not thought about it. Even just sitting down, realizing all the things you do, you're like, oh, shoot, wait, I do that yeah. too. You know, yeah. sometimes then you can at least rationalize, like, I, there's no way I should have to do all of this. Like, this is why we need this person. Okay. Okay, good. Right. Absolutely. And, and then I wonder, you know, are we, especially as we, we look at this in, in the fitness world and, and coaches and teachers, are we just that much of control freaks too? B. Like, is it that much harder B. for us? B. <laughs> Solid B. Solid B. <laughs> right? <laughs> 
I'm a type A personality. I'm a type A personality with a type B work ethic. So just <laughs> so I'm, I'm my own worst enemy. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, it's hard. You know, it's but, hard. Yeah, like like oh, I'll I'll still sit there and watch coaches, and I'll just be like, I'll, I will like, yeah. Like, Ooh, mm, is that really the best option? You know, and then I yeah, and and, and, and you you want to be like, hold on a minute, like no no no, let them do it, let them do it. We'll talk after class. Yeah. What I liked, what needs to be worked on, you know, and a lot, and and the I think the the really great thing about my coaches, at least right now, um, they're all very young, and for many of them, this is for no. When I say many, of them, it's, when I say other than one, they're all new to coaching. They've all been doing this less than a year, so they're very open book and very able to work with. You know, they're not coming in having a lot of bad habits. Yeah. So the idea is. I want to help them be, I want to help them be better. They're not going to be me. They're never going to be me. I'm never going to be them. Right. You know, and I got to be okay with that. But I, I think there's such value to that because this younger generation that's now entering the profession, Mm -hmm. they need mentors. And, and we know you and I know it's hard to find people who will invest in you and who will help you move up the ladder and who will give you some grace when Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen overnight because clubs are very demanding, right? So it doesn't matter what you're doing. So I think the fact that you have a, a younger group in there and you're spending time developing them, I mean, that's what, that's what we need. That's what everyone needs. It's, it's important. Um, yeah. like you said, it, you know, like I don't, I don't know about you. Did when you started, you have someone working with you? No, no I you just got thrown in. Right? I figured SH yeah. whatever yeah. out on my own, like no one helped. And no you know, we're just lucky we were good at what we did, right? Naturally. Yeah. Some okay. people are... Yeah, someone, right? told me, someone told me I turned the mic on. I was like, have fun. Like, uh, you, know, you know, here's your headset. Here's the mic. Turn it on. Here, All right, have a good... You class the 15 minutes. Think of how many clubs you might have even subbed for where you never stepped foot in the gym. They mm-hmm. needed someone and you, you were like, I don't know where the stereo is. I don't even know if I know where this club is. And you just figured it out, right? Yeah. That was just yeah. what we did. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah. And I, I think, it, I think it's really kind of key. I, I, um, it's, it's funny because like we've talked about this before you and I, about, about a couple of weeks ago, and I've spoken with, uh, with other people as well, Heather and Javier about how, like, I feel like they, the, in the, the investment, and again, I don't want to sound like an old curmudgeon, um, <laughs> but like, these kids nowadays, <laughs> I, I just feel like, I don't know if they have this, if they're willing to invest the kind of time and effort. Yeah that we did yeah i i want to think they are because otherwise this you know but i i i want to hope i want to think they are but i also feel that possibly i think one of the downsides about the pandemic well there's many downsides about the pandemic but i think for our industry yeah everything went online right sooner sooner than it should have Look, it was going to happen inevitably but i think it was a rush to get everything online and there's a lot of online things yeah whether it be programming or nutrition or whatever, that are just scary. Yeah. You know? And these are people like, oh, like, oh, well, that guy's got a six-pack abs and or she's got a nice booty, whatever. But yeah, it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And it's just like, and we see this and we think it's just really easy, quick, and it's fast, yeah. you know? Well, to the point where we started our conversation with that, you know, that immediate response when you said, you know, not being available, they expect you do whatever it is they do and be amazing at it the next day. Well, of course I am. Instead of, it took a long time for us to work ourselves up to the place where we are. Right. And so 
hopefully we can we can get this generation to see that. I think obviously there's always some, but it's, you're gonna, it's hard. You're gonna find the, you, I mean, ideally you, you want to hope, and I think you will, I think we will, that eventually you're going to find those, it's going to go through, uh, you know, hills and valleys, yeah. hills and valleys, you know, um, you, you're going to find, you're going to find those people that I think eventually, you know, or it's going to still be, you're going to find those, those, those superstars that in, in no matter what the industry is, whether it be spinning, whether it be CrossFit, whether it be yoga, you're going to find those superstars who really take a passion and care about what they do and really, really want to make this their life's, their life's vision. And then there's going to be some people that are just, you know, they're in it for a buck. Uh, they figure it's going to, they figure it's going to be easy. Oh, I, you know, I saw this one do it and I, you know, um, you know, what, what was my, I, I say, I say this, I say this in the, um, the certifications all the time. Um, people were like, Oh, I like working out. I like getting paid. I don't want to get paid to work out. Right. And I was just like, no, you're getting paid to work. Right. You're right. not working out. Same. Yeah. Same. I say the same thing. Out. You want to work out, you find your own time to work out. Because yeah. you're not on that bike. You're on the bike half the time. Or you should be 50-50. You know? I mean, the thing is, anything we do, we have to work at. Like, you know, so if you don't put anything in, that that's what you're going to get out. And mm-hmm. if you're you know, lucky enough to be good enough to fake it for a little bit, that's great. But if you're not putting attention into you to get better, you never will. Right. So that's just like, that's anything we do in the actual amount of weight we lift or Mm. in any profession we have uh, across the globe, like you, you have to work at it. That's why it's called work. You know, it's not easy. I mean, I'm still reading stuff and still trying every, I still read stuff and take stuff online and and read courses. If, if you, if you think you know everything, then maybe you should retire. Yep. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's just how I feel about that. Um, but yeah, like, and we, and we try to encourage, like, and we also try to encourage it with our, our coaches. Like we do a, um, like a, a education buyback program. Okay. Like for every hour they work, we put a dollar aside for their continuing education. And then once they, you know, after, you know, after about, and we want like about six months, we want them to start looking for more education. Mm-hmm. We don't care what it is, but then if they, like we, we have one of our girls now who just took her nutrition certification through NASM. Great. And she passed it. And like, as soon as like, if you show us, you pass it, you pay for it in full, we will compensate you for the, you know, whatever you say, whatever you banked up to that point, we'll compensate you for it because we want to see that you're getting education at least once a year. You're doing something. Right. You know, yeah, not just so resting on your laurels. So you know? important. Yeah. It's always, it's always what's next. Yeah. You know? I to ask you one final question. Um, I like to ask all of my guests this towards the end. <laughs> what does it mean to you to be your own best friend? And how are you at that? Ooh, interesting. To be my own best friend. Yeah. I will say I am not good at it. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I need to find better friends. <laughs> um, I can be very critical of myself. Yeah. If that's if that's if that's what we're talking if that if we can use that towards being a best friend, um, I know with everybody else I am very forgiving. Even with my best friends, I'm very forgiving. Yeah. Um, I even my I'm very forgiving. Me, I am not. Right. I don't. I am. Very, I can be very hard on myself because um, I feel like I have to be. Mm-hmm. You know, because no one else is. So I think I could be more. I could be more forgiving towards myself and be yeah. okay with like. I didn't get the workout in today. It's okay. It's fine. You know, I forgot to do this. It's okay. It's fine. Nobody died. Right. Nobody died. Nothing burned down. We're good. Do it tomorrow. 
So are you saying that to me because I'm posing that question or are you actually working on that in your life now? I am working on it on my life right now. I I did something yesterday where um, I I, I I allocated money in the wrong direction. Um, I panicked. And it wasn't like a huge sum of money. It was like a couple of bucks. I was paying a bill. I was like, ah, oh. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe we did that. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's like a couple of dollars. Yeah. Don't panic. Right. It's fine. Yeah. You know, because I think I I feel like I feel like I should be I feel like as me as my best friend I should be I should be walking I should be hitting a hundred every time. You know, I'm like it's okay to miss. Right. Fine. Right. So no, that's me there. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I, I ask that because it's, I had read something in a book, right? We're always reading. Mm-hmm. And it talked about be, how to be your own best friend or we need to be better at it. And as I thought about it, I'm, it's to the same point is I love being a friend. I love helping a friend and how we treat a friend and having that conversation. And oh my gosh, I don't treat myself the same way. Like I am my own harshest critic, just like yeah. you said. So you know, I think when we look at the broad picture of self-care, you know, our self-talk, our self-criticism, our the grace and permission we give ourselves is just as important as all of the other pieces, right? The working out, the eating well, the yeah. taking time. And um, so I guess in my asking, I'm hoping that if it's something people haven't been thinking about yet, that they begin to treat themselves a little bit kinder. So everybody, everybody be a little kinder to yourself. It's okay. <laughs> That how you treat, think about how you talk to your best friends exactly. and then try putting, try moving your name instead of their name into the conversation. There you, you go. Yourself. Right. Cause if I called you on the phone and I was like, Oh my God, Anthony, I did this at a training. You'd be like, it's okay. It's That's okay. Fine. Yeah. I'd crack a joke me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> crack a joke about it. And we move on. And I bring up again a year later. And it embarrass you. Exactly. <laughs> Oh man. All right. Wow. We've, we've got to talk for a long time. Thank you. I was my pleasure. Please tell me. I loved it, man. Remember now, um, should I do a a shameless plug or can you hear me? (laughs) Hello? Hi. Should I do it? Should I do like a shameless plug for my Instagram or no? Or what should we do here? Okay. Wait, there you go. I got you now. Yeah. Should I do Should I do like a shameless plug for my Instagram page? Or should I, uh, just kind of, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you perfect now. Uh, yeah, I mean, guys, if you want to come, if, I mean, I guess, listen, if you're ever in New York or you live in New York, you live in Queens, um, you can swing on by down to a CrossFit Bridge and Tunnel. Uh, that's CrossFitBridgeandTunnel.com. No ampersand. <laughs> um, if you want to find us on Instagram, uh, I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> this is one thing. For somebody who's not, I'm so bad at shameless promotion. Uh, hold on. I'm it's not a shameless promotion. I'm encouraging you to invite you our listeners in to right. work out with you. You can go to Instagram and go to cfbridgeandtunnel.com. You can go there. If you want to see, if you want to come see me, don't see I post nothing on my page, so don't worry about me because I'm busy working about the, worrying about the gym. Um, but I'm hope I'm, I'm glad I got to do this with Tammy. I'm glad I got to see you. Um, yes. And uh, I'm hoping to talk to you again soon. Yeah, absolutely. We will, we will be in touch. And Anthony is working on his own podcast. So, you know, no rush, but he promised <laughs> I will be a guest. So we Absolutely. will definitely be chatting again soon. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much, Aunt. I really enjoyed our conversation. I always love 
uh, chatting with you. You make me laugh um, and I really appreciate your point of view. So listeners, thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you found the conversation as enjoyable as I did. Uh, a big thank you as well to the team that makes this happen. Renette Chafu, uh, who you've heard, she is our wonderful producer and David DeRoche, executive producer. And thank you to Scott Holmes for the theme music. Quinnipiac University is the sponsor of these amazing podcasts, and you can listen to these and more at the platform or app of your choice. You can certainly follow us at QU Podcasts and feel free to send an email at qupodcasts at qu.edu. Next week, we are traveling to Lyon, Nicaragua. I am so looking forward to sharing Era and Oscar, uh, who are colleagues of mine, professional colleagues through Quinnipiac, who are residents and live in Lyon, but have contributed so much to our community here and to our students. And I really am so thankful that they took time out of their busy schedules to have the conversation with me. And you will uh, learn about family first, about the art of communication and listening, and the fact that we are always lifelong learners. So you will not want to miss next week's episode of Living Well While Living Online with me, Tammy Riley, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio.